All right, family, peace and blessings, imperial greetings, one love to everyone that's checking out this inaugural edition of Thrive, Flourish, Prosper. I am Lady Khadijah. You don't have to know who I am. You'll get to know me again. Thank you for joining me here. So we've seen a lot happening um, in the news and in media in arts and entertainment and politics and policy education. Um, so that is what prompted this uh, kind of rushed um, edition of this new podcast, Thrive, Flourish, Prosper. Um, I initially intended to call this Dear Black People um Eventually, I'll get into why I decided to do the change and what happened and talk about progress and all of that. But right now, I want to give a, a big old um, RBG salute to Miss Monique. Um, so for those of you who have been hiding under a rock somewhere, um, some weeks ago, Monique and her husband, Sidney Hicks, um, and manager, um, asked for the family to stand with them in solidarity in boycotting Netflix, specifically for racial and gender bias. So I believe it was this morning, Monique appeared on The Breakfast Club and so eloquently roasted Mr. Leonard. Um, and I'm glad she called him by his name because he is not a god. Um, and I don't even know where Charlemagne came from, but that's none of my business. So I'm going to just suggest you guys go find the interview on YouTube or on the Breakfast Club website. I do not promote the Breakfast Club. Um, so I'm not giving any website addresses, but you can find that on YouTube. Um, I particularly want to salute the sister for two things. When she unapologetically told Charlemagne that he was the guy from the scene in <laughs> Nate Parker's um, Nat Turner movie, Birth of a Nation, the guy that walked his wife into Massa's house and then walked her out. Um, and and she told the the black women listeners that and and women of color that he is not for you. Um, I'm not a fan of his, and I'm not like against him either. I don't stand against um, anything in particular except for injustice. So, but I just want to salute Monique for standing firm in her position. Um, she's taken a lot of ignorant comments from people who and she also um, this is not the second thing that I wanted to salute her for. But this is something else that I noticed in her interview where she said she kept emphasizing the importance of doing research. And what I'm finding in these days where, you know, you can so easily Google or just sit back and look at these various social feeds and be fed with all kinds of information, much of which is not fact checked. Um, a lot of it is fake news, but she kept emphasizing how important it is for him in particular, uh, Leonard to do his research. Um, but for us to do our research and to, 
to um, and also to be accountable when we find out that we're wrong. But the second thing that I wanted to salute her on is this love that she's giving people. Um, I see a lot of people since the beginning. Um, I don't I can't remember exactly how long it's been since she called and I'll probably pull that up. But she called for this boycott of Netflix. And all of this information is available in the media. I would suggest that you follow particularly the interviews and the videos that Monique has appeared in. There are a lot of them that are floating around social media, not the ones that other people have doctored and did their commentary on, but you can find uncut radio interviews, um, uncut information from her podcast that she does with her husband. Um, the ones that I found particularly informative were the one where she did with Sway in the morning and the one she did, I believe it was this morning, which is February 23rd um, on The Breakfast Club. So um, the second thing that I wanted to salute Monique about, uh, and I really, really appreciate this. It has emphasized to me how um, cold and loveless our people have gotten but this way that she greets people by saying my love and making sure that people know that she's loving on them. I appreciate that being an educator, especially an early childhood educator. Um, a lot of times that's how I refer to my students, not because I can't remember their names or I don't want to call them by their names, but I want the children and the people that I work with to know that they are loved. So I appreciate that Monique is expressing this to all of us when she does these interviews. And I'm, I wasn't a fan of Monique really, right? Like I hated that fat girl, skinny girl thing she used to do, you know, in the nineties. Um, I watched most of her movies. A lot of them I liked. I was disgusted by the role and the character that she played in Precious. Ultimately, I was disgusted by the entire movie and I'm disgusted by all of Lee Daniels work. Um, so I was like, you know, RBG fist up in the air when uh, Monique spoke out against that. So, um, yeah, salute to Monique. If you don't know what's going on, go check that out. Um, again, I would suggest that you look at her videos and not the ones that people have put their commentary on. Not that you shouldn't listen to the commentary, but I think it's important for you to get the uncut information first before you start listening to what other people say and then do your research and then listen to the commentary. So you have your own opinion that you are sharing and not somebody else's regurgitated ideas and opinions. We love to express and share other people's opinions like they're our own. I want you to share your own thoughts, not other people's thoughts. So, okay. So yeah, salute to Monique. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Um, and for the record, 
I'm not a customer of Netflix anyway, so I guess a boycott for me would be futile. Um, I'm not necessarily a advocate of boycotting. I think we should develop our own platforms as best we can and then support those platforms as best we can. So if that looks like a boycott of Netflix, um, I'm, I'm hearing that there are some brothers in the NOI that have started their own streaming platform. And there are other people that are um, developing streaming platforms. There are dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people who are developing their own media and streaming platforms. And we can support those. Like Netflix was once a small company. Amazon was once a small company. I'm not saying boycott anything. I'm saying support the people who support you. So on to the reason why I called this the Black Panther episode and mentioned the Wakundari that <laughs> surrounds this movie. So I saw the movie on Sunday. And while I thought it was a wonderful movie, it was in line with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was very action-packed. Um, I've heard some people complaining about the fight scenes. I mean, I... I, I as a piece of comic book entertainment, it was a wonderful, wonderful movie. But I was conflicted. My stomach hurt when I left the movie because I can't just see a movie and be entertained. I'm not, I don't look to be entertained. I'm not one of those people who has to be entertained or needs to escape from my real life. And this is the thing. And I saw this happening early on when the first trailer dropped a full year be which I also was side eyeing because why are we really pumping up this movie like I'm always concerned when there's extra hype around anything I feel like it's a distraction or a deflection or something that some kind of bait and switch I that's just my personality um, you can't just tell me anything or show me anything and expect me not to ask questions. So I shouldn't have anticipated. I should have anticipated that I would have this experience with this movie. And to a certain degree, I did. What I didn't anticipate is not being able to have my own opinion. What I didn't anticipate is what I'm calling Wakundari. Okay, so first thing, I think it's wonderful that black people melanated people melanated americans especially want to see themselves reflected in the movie or re reflected on the big screen reflected in a positive light my problem with this movie is that melanated americans were not reflected in the positive light in this movie and barely reflected at all um i got the storyline i got all of the what if africa was never colonized i got it all um, there were a lot of what ifs and conflict and a lot of um, various conflicts 
in this movie and every time I read a commentary or every and every time I see the movie I'm not going to give any spoilers I know there are a lot of people that have not seen this movie but that's not why I'm going to because I'm not giving a review of this movie there are thousands literally thousands of reviews in with reflecting all kinds of opinions about this movie I don't need to add more into that my concern and my initial post about the movie my initial reaction to it was I'm not sure if I'm welcomed in Wakanda and I found this movie problematic because the thing that was the most prominent to me is pitting the African and the African-American who descended from Africans against each other and I've seen a lot of this in the movie where there is this blatant attempt to pit African-American people against everybody to sever any ties of allyship that we might have with any group of people anywhere in the world and this blatant over attempt to villainize after you victimize African-Americans, particularly the black male. And I, I just, I noticed that that was very prominent to me. And a lot of people justify it by saying there was an African-American writer. From my understanding, he was not a writer. He might've been a co-writer, but this is a Marvel movie that was distributed by Disney. So I'm going to need you guys to research Disney, the history of Disney. Um, and also put some research into the Black Panther comic book series. It's a lot of people doing some wonderful decodings. Um, I saw a lot of wonderful commentary both ways. I love the reflection of the mother continent in this movie. I love how everything was amalgamated into one noble kind of country culture there was a lot of beauty but we have to look at the reality in, in everything and this wasn't a movie that was celebrating African culture as much as it was a movie that was kind of showing you how yeah so what if Africa wasn't had never been colonized the things that black people, and in this case, I mean, worldwide, find benefit in, celebrate. I love being black. I love my African culture. I love my American culture. I'm American. I was born in America. My parents were American. My grandparents were American. Yes, I descended from parts of Africa. However... There is a very unique experience that black people have had in this country. And part of that can be sell all of it really can be celebrated. We don't always have to dismiss who we are. And yeah, um, I'm with, you know, Wakanda, but I didn't feel like I was welcome there. And a lot of black people said that they could identify with the Killmonger character because and that was by design. So my concern with this movie is it seems 
as it's another attempt to divide and separate and pit black people against each other all kinds of black people so the movie itself pit the african and the african-american against each other there are conflicts between the men and the women in the movie there are conflicts between the various african tribes there are um there is the the conflict of the the moviegoers right so I've been to okay so no scratch that I haven't because I don't really like to go to the movies right I don't really like that theater experience unless I just want to see a movie on the big screen and it, it really doesn't have anything to do with the theater itself as much as it has to about as much as it's about me being in a small confined space with a bunch of people that I don't know um but I have been to a movie and I've, I've hear, I'm hearing people, you know, mention this when Harry Potter, other Marvel movies, um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Star Wars. And there were some where people dress up and they, you know, they get involved in the fantasy aspect of the movie. And I don't really have a problem with that. Actually, I think it's wonderful. I hope that black businesses who sell African inspired garb made a lot of money and from what i'm hearing they did make a lot of money people are allowed to think feel and do whatever they want to do but it seems like black people are only allowed to think and feel what they want when it's in line with the popular majority black people are allowed to be monolithic unless they have an opinion that's different than what other people tell them they should think and feel and i'm just not the person to be told and this is why this is the black panther episode so people are allowed to make things up like there was a meme floating around about how all of the characters all of the actors who were in the movie went to hbcus historically black colleges and universities half of them are not even american so no they didn't <laughs> you know and yeah you can dress up you can you can play a character, you can, you know, be Black Panther, you can be Shuri, you can be whoever you want to be. You can put on your Coming to America outfit. You can, even though those are two totally different movies and are absolutely unrelated, you can play your fantasy however you want to play it. But let's not confuse fantasy with reality. These actors are very well studied. And I'm not one to necessarily promote um, any particular college or, you know, even, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that whole aspect of it. However, so, some of them went to like Yale and like, I mean, and I'm not saying that any of those Ivy Leagues are better than a HBCU. That's relative. But do, do we got to lie? Like, do we have to make things up to feel good about ourselves? The movie is already made up enough. The fantasy aspect is there. We were given it. And because I'm a child, uh, uh, educator, I know that children did not need this movie to feel good about themselves. It's helpful. It works. It's a tool that could be used for that. But having been an educator since before Barack Obama was president and hearing little black boys say, 
I want to be the first black president. I know that children did not need to see Barack Obama be president to actually believe that they could do that. What they need is people telling them that they can and giving them real tools and resources to do that. It's okay if a child wants to be Black Panther for Halloween, if that's what they into. It's okay if they want to put on a Black Panther mask today and run around the street, their house, whatever. And do, don't don't have your little black boys putting on masks and going outside. I mean, no. <laughs> just, just, just no. Because while they might feel like they could be a superhero, the police might think otherwise. I think it's important for us to always keep a grasp on reality. And that, I think, is the biggest issue that I've had with the Wakundari behind this movie. So if I say I don't feel welcome in Wakanda and somebody else say Wakanda forever, now we got to be mortal enemies because I have a difference of opinion. I went to see the movie just like you. I wear African garb every day. I didn't need the movie. I didn't need Black Panther. And it's a bunch of people who didn't need the movie. They didn't go shop and buy new clothes. They didn't need Black Panther to dress up as, you know, and uh, to wear African inspired garb. Some people actually made their own clothes and, and designed their own African inspired fabrics because they've always been doing this. Some people are laughing at y'all because you used to laugh at them for wearing African garb. I'm a witness. So my, my concern with this movie is it it is another tool to divide and separate black people. And that's one in that I'm seeing people. Now I don't have the type of connections on social media or in real life on the ground where people ridicule and tease and shame other people for doing things that they think are not, you know, that so-called conscious people or enlightened people or educated people are, are not supposed to be doing. So I didn't see the so-called conscious or educated or enlightened people shaming other people. In fact, a lot of these people who are, you know, so-called conscious um, or educated or enlightened were among these people who participated in the pageantry and the celebration and the promotion of this movie. But I did see a lot of people who would not fall in that enlightened or conscious, so-called conscious category, shaming people for not doing it or for asking or for criticizing or analyzing. Now, there is nothing wrong with critiquing or analyzing a movie. There is nothing wrong with critiquing or criticizing to a certain degree behavior, not people. There was a a so-called scholar, um, I won't mention his name because I don't follow dude and I don't like dude, but he put out a post that said black people will give or spend, I'm paraphrasing, will spend $200 million to see a movie, but will they 
But have they ever gave two $200 million to the black community? Now, I'm not a finance professor. I'm not an economics professor. Um, I would venture to say no. I know that people in general spend a lot of money on the things that they love. I can't say that black people, particularly African-Americans or people, melanated Americans, people who may have descended from slaves, have ever put $200 million into anything. I can't say, except for maybe the black church. Um, and I'm even that is my hypothesis. That's not necessarily something that I have researched, studied, or proven. But I do know that black people spend a lot of money often on things that don't benefit that things that are consumable and things that don't benefit the collective community things like hair and nails and clothes and shoes and entertainment things that are consumable things that you get a certain amount of use out of and then when it's done it's over I don't know if Black people are putting this much energy, economic, economics or money into things that can build a collective community. I'm also not one to judge people individually or collectively on things that they do or don't do. I will observe. I'll call out what I see, but I'm not making any judgment calls. I'm going to tell you what I see. And if 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 it's be bullshit, I'm going to call bullshit. That's just how I operate. I don't judge people or shame people or ridicule people. What I need for my folks to understand and all of my, you know, all kinfolk and um, all skinfolk and kinfolk. All right. And, and my people aren't all just there aren't only they aren't only people that look like me. There are people that think and feel like me. That's why I decided to change the name of this particular podcast. And um, and it's been the, the like this has been at least a year and a half in the making. But this Black Panther Wakundari really agitated me and had me feeling away in my stomach. And I needed to just go ahead and do it. Um, so I'm kind of I am kind of jumping all over the place, but. The thing that was most problematic and most disheartening is seeing people because they're questioning not the blackness of the movie or like these are very these are people who went to see the movie for the very reason that there is an all black cast. um, And these are people that are being portrayed as superheroes And they wanted their children to see that. And this is the beauty. I mean, in so many different African tribes being represented in this movie and and the inspiration coming from all over the mother continent and being put in it. And it's such a power just in the imagery was so powerful. And that's not to mention the the cinematics and the theatrics of just what Marvel puts into the movie. I'm not even really getting into that. You can find so many different commentaries. And if you just put some 
thought and some reflection into it and come out of your feelings, you can come to some sort of reconciliation because I'm not like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the whole uh, celebration of the movie. The problem that I have is I see black people often celebrating things that are detrimental to them, celebrating things that dismiss them and demean them because the African-American, the black American, the melanated American in this movie was vilified. Now, he might not have been the villain. A lot of people say he was the anti-villain or he wasn't. I didn't see him as a villain. I'm not talking about what the viewer saw. I'm talking about what the producer, the writer, the distributor intended. And that is clear. Now, just because you didn't take it that way doesn't negate the intention. And we see that a lot. Propaganda like Wise Intelligence said in his review and recap um, is public on his Facebook page. I'm not going to give out anybody's URLs or none of that. Um, the propaganda was 10 out of 10. The movie was 10 out of 10. I wouldn't give the movie a 10 out of 10. I might give it a 9. 9 out of 10 but the propaganda 10 out of 10 there were a lot of other things it was beautiful it was wonderful to see there were some other things even some of the African tribes there were a lot of conflict a lot of various conflicts that I saw in the storyline that was problematic to me um and it speaks not so much to black or white or black African-American versus um continental African But there was conflicts with technology and tradition. There were conflicts with um, ancestry and and allyship. Um, These are thematic conflicts, not necessarily conflicts with people or individuals. And some of those conflicts and how they were resolved or, you know, in, in my understanding, there wasn't a resolution was problematic to me and it seemed like there was a pushing of certain themes that I'm not personally comfortable with but it's a lot of themes in society that I'm not comfortable with but society is pushing for and it's not okay it's not good for us so I'm gonna suggest there there are a few things that I would suggest um and it's a lot of people in my personal Facebook feed, and since these are profile pages and not brand or business pages, I'm not going to send you to them, you know, but you can search hashtag Wakanda forever and find all kinds of commentary, all different ways about this movie. Um, I do suggest that you go see the movie. And I'm not saying you got to go to the theater and see it or buy it on DVD or Blu-ray because the people in the movie, the actors, they got paid what they were going to get paid. Nobody got no back end off of that movie. So you're going to see the movie only ensures that there is a Black Panther sequel. It doesn't necessarily mean that the actors are going to get paid more or they're going to get some residual or royalties or back in or anything like that. Um, and there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about in, as it relates to black Panther, the movie that I'll probably have to talk about in later podcasts, um, in later episodes. 
because these are themes that are recurring in media as it relates to black people, women, people of color and any marginalized group of people. So um, I suggest there's an article in the Boston Review titled Black Panther is not the movie we deserve. There is um, on the Breaking Brown channel, Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore from Tone Talks um, on Yvette Carnell's YouTube channel. She did a two part uh, review on the Black Panther series. Um, and these are these are commentaries or reviews that I personally agree with. Um, there's one that I found highly uh, offensive, but it was to uh, white people. It was directed to white people who thought that the movie was racist. Um. And that's on uh, what is it called? The Young Turks. Um, their episode. I can't remember. Um, I'm gonna have to maybe put it in the description later. Um, there's one on a website called progressivearmy.com. The article is entitled "The Most Important Moment in the Black Panther." No one is talking about. Um, but I would also encourage you. Now, these are the ones that stood out to me. These are the ones that I mostly agree with. There are some things in some of them that I don't agree with. Um, but I'm not one to just, you know, push you towards. I'm not trying to make you feel like I feel or believe what I believe. So I would encourage you to watch that movie with a more analytical eye, not just to be entertained, because that's part of our problem is we just want to be entertained. It's a bunch of people saying, y'all, y'all killing my high or y'all killing the buzz or y'all, y'all won't let me enjoy the movie. Why can't I enjoyed it? Even seeing all of these conflicts and having all of these these ideas in my mind, I still enjoyed the movie. Your mind can work that way. Your mind can do more than one thing at a time. You can analyze and enjoy at the same time. The human mind is magnificent. It can do magical things. And the thing that that's, I find so problematic is people get so defensive and emotional about something that one they ain't paying you. Two, you ain't making no money off of it. Three, when it's over, it's over, it's done. Four, when it's over, it's over. Five, you ain't making no money off of it. Why you mad at me? Because I got an opinion about it. And then I seen somebody, um, a bunch of people talking about the analyzation of it is unnecessary. No, it's nothing is I'm a teacher. Nothing is unnecessary. You know, when I when when children ask questions, the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Nothing is unnecessary. Everything is a teaching moment. So I encourage people to one, watch the movie to get go and do the, the research, read the the comic books. I'm not a comic book fan as much as I am a comic movie fan, right? Like I, I love watching 
comic book movies, but not so much reading comic books. But I will go back and read the story to get a context. I'll go back and watch movies that I haven't seen to get a context. I think it's fascinating. I think we can learn something from everything. But one thing we always have to be aware of, all movies are propaganda. There's not one movie that's not trying to get you to think or feel or believe a certain way or thing. So don't limit, don't think that this conversation and these types of conversations are just limited to the Black Panther. Um, People who put out movies to combat the negative stereotypes, that's propaganda too. It's just a different form of propaganda. So, um, yeah. Go see the movie. Um, I don't say anything to be deliberately offensive or hurtful to people, but I do believe that we are allowed to have our opinions. We are allowed to critique, observe without being accused of shaming and judging. Um, We don't have to call people names because we don't agree with what they say. Um, so yeah and get up out your feelings right like you we we are not allowed to see anything clearly we can't see anything clearly if we are always emotional about everything and go get you some african print dashikis and galays and all of that go do that go you know um really like you can enjoy this experience and don't let the premiere of black panther be the only time you wear your beautiful african print hair wrap skirts all of this stuff right don't let this be the only time then you just you know you that's you're making it a costume and that's part of the problem we don't want marvel cinematic universe in disney to costume our culture right so and that's why you have so many people that are coming and speaking out against this movie and talking about the 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 drama that people are bringing to the theater especially on opening nights because we don't want these movie houses and these distribution um companies to costume our culture so, and yeah, you know, Wakanda forever, right? Um, but I'm African for real. Like, so do your ancestry, find out where you're from for real, so you can, you know, celebrate your real culture, not the fictitious one. So with that, yeah. All right, so we are closing out this episode of Thrive, Flourish, Prosper. And at the end of these episodes, I like to get some insights, some opinions from the listening audience. So we've been inundated with a lot of things. Um, A few days before the premiere of the Black Panther movie, I believe it was on Valentine's Day in Florida, Parkland, Florida, at Douglas High School. There was a mass school shooting, a 19-year-old man, a young man who is said to be on the autism spectrum and have maybe other mental illnesses, of course, killed 17 people and sent at least 
14 more to the hospital with injuries. And our Doofuson office suggested in the following days that if we arm teachers, then we can prevent school shootings. So my question to you is, what do you think about that? Do you think that we should be arming teachers? Do you think that arming teachers would prevent school shootings? Do you think that giving teachers guns in public schools where they are more than likely overworked, underpaid, overwhelmed, and underappreciated would prevent school shootings? So next episode, I'll include some of the favorite comments, commentary in the podcast and maybe give my opinion and insight as an educator So, yeah, let me know what you think. Drop me a line. Leave me a message. I thank you guys for hanging out with me on this unanticipated inaugural episode of Thrive, Flourish, Prosper. Again, I'm Lady Khadijah. You can find me at www.ladykhadijah.com here on anchor.fm forward slash Lady Khadijah on Facebook and Instagram at Lady Khadijah. And you can tweet with me at underscore Lady Khadijah. I'm going to leave you with this track called Give a Man a Fish, Ending Global Poverty by a collective of artists called MCs for Peace and y'all be at peace. I hope to hang out with y'all again next week. Give a man a fish and he'll give her a day. She get most bleed on the seeds for the crop. She 20 summits, leave streets, disbelief, war, displaced race. Of an invisible face, muted screams, diluted North American dreams. For the cream breaking backs, minimum wage, maximum tax, immaculate floss on the system garments. I am F collapse, bring it back, so nobody's starving. I am blessed as an artist, feeding my soul. When I got an empty bowl, robberies of corners, kids will stick you up for hope. Broke in systemic broken systems, some build the jails. That means somebody's gotta fill them. The sick will make the doctors needed. Crime keeps the judges eating. Modern slavery, slow eugenics creeping. Global poverty, a mockery. Where we only sharing memes, but we don't share what we eat. And we only killing dreams, let's speak. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him to fish, he'll eat forever. If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake. If you can do that with him, we'll eat together. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him to fish, he'll eat forever. If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake. If you can do that for him, we'll eat together. We got lotteries, billionaires made while homeless ones paved in justice craze beneath the wealthy stage. Axe play, comedic slaves, days beating and slayed. Rats in the maze behave, following hunger pains. Trying to break the chains, the survival. No crack bobbles, hard to pray when arch rivals use the same. You know who's liable, watch the rifles catching eye full, long range. Dead shots in DC, what's the locks off? Food stock, supply to each block. Parachutes the rest off, the tribes praise the lost heart. Breaking bread on tabletops, real Thanksgiving. No pilgrims with fake grins, sipping alcohol. And murdering all the children, devils in human skin, sickening, laughing behind privilege, silver spoon sunk in delusions. You know the mission, suppressing, depressed, the strong, true, and living from poverty plan since the beginning. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, teach him to fish and eat forever. If he knows how 
ride to the lake If you can do that with him, we'll eat together Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day Teach him to fish, he'll eat forever If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake If you can do that for him, we'll eat together we can heal poverty's ills through the universal language. We possess a powerful will to reverse this anguish. Pain lives in streets, ghetto slums, and rural villages. Lives tainted, mounts feed on crumbs. Without an illnesses, economic inequality rises. Currently, 10% of the planet's population has demonic greed. Owns currencies, controls the circulation, increased exploitation, slave labor grows, corporations, their disease and generations, paper chasing is making, minds incarcerated, and it's chain reactive, so we become distracted from the matters that matter, stand shackles strapped, captured, while some folks get fatter, but most go hungry, you gotta study the data, living in shacks of dirt or homeless, this isn't the last verse, there's so many factors that are manufactured, the truth is poor people are getting hella fractured. So I'll be Palo in my auto. This the pedagogy of the oppressed because they only know less. I am here to give you clarity. Stop with all the charity. Black and brown people don't need your version of therapy. Masturbation of your social inclinations Without invitations to raise wages What we need back is what you took from And everything you take now Before you try to respond My brother let me break down The danger in your appetite For cheap goods and afterlife The reason that you have it like you wanted Is that sack of rice That replaces props and all the jobs And the pride That you replace with cops Who always thorns on our side We wouldn't need to rob to be warm If the lies that you sell Didn't make it so hard to survive In the hell you created With all of your good intentions Global poverty is a man Made invention. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him to fish, he'll eat forever. If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake. If you can do that with him, you'll eat together. Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him to fish, he'll eat forever. If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake. If you can do that for him, you'll eat together. Let's invest in ending global poverty Together to restore peace, harmony and humanity Dole chakati, wakati tofanjawa wa meketi Mgeno na tuseti, maria mwisho limona kwa gazeti Casket mdo nyuma maskini, death na poverty Kushikana mashati, mashati ya survival for the fittest Poverty, imi hit industry Hakuna mbegu, shamba ni vumbi Ash to ash na tarajia kwa vumbi I casted a vote for change, but ananyeshaga vumbi Umaskini umepandwa, wanatugawanyo kwa makundi The moment umezaliwa kwa umaskini Umezawadi ya kukaliwa na kuuzwa Two cent, percent, age yetu yote Nukutumikia, na badu njai inatusugulikia This is Africa, Africa huru inawachache Wenye mkuvu na uwezo mwingi juu ya wengi Tulisoma juu ya umoja na wingi Wengi, tunangozo na wachache Wengi, tunatafuta vichache Give a man a fish and he'll be for a day Teach him to fish, he'll be forever If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake If you can do that with him, we'll eat together Give a man a fish and he'll be for a day Teach him to fish, he'll be forever If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake If you can do that with him, we'll eat together a thousand billionaires, billions in poverty Lobby me for the Wall Street Lottery Monopoly, it's not the one percent It's just one tenth Sweatshop out labor each hour, make about one cent They say they give the poor jobs They sent jobs overseas But they milk the cow so they can make that cheese Look what they did, they nuked the Japanese Drop carpet bombs on the Vietnamese Then came trade deals for Kias and Mitsubishis Man, they treating these people like feces So I get down with MCs for peace so that shit can cease G20 economics, the UN world police Something's gotta give so the people can live 
prosperous As opposed to being exposed to toxic chemicals like phosphorus Give a man a fish and he'll be for a day Teach him a fish and he'll be forever If he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake If you can do that with him, you'll eat together Give a man a fish and he'll be for a day if he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake If you can do that with him, we'll eat together Everything is obvious, we must end poverty My peace is given, I struggle with the operations They investing in wrong corporations, the change is needed Not financial sectors, the stock markets, they are polluted We need more self-sustainable solutions, it's proven Many are clue lessons are glued to the food Get rid of the flus naturally, we move to study the proof Many speak, but how many truly do? Tracks on tracks, but don't derail Jeopardize how we move, the world needs us Subliminal, many claiming good, trying to defeat us I see you, you see me, so what I do or don't Shouldn't be the focus of your research Search on, do what you do It must bring upon your therapy Many are hungry, angry, stressed Oppression drain families All is to blame Speak up on these issues Build a program equal Give a man a fish and he'll be for a day Teach him to fish and leave forever If he knows how to fish Give him a ride to the lake If you can do that with him We'll eat together Give a man a fish and he'll be for a day Teach him to fish and leave forever if he knows how to fish, give him a ride to the lake. If you can do that with him, we'll eat together. can finish all the situation with peace, love and plenty organization, it's true, we living in a dark reality, but there's always a way to fix our mentality, help the other distiller and listen their voices, of course it's a way and many more choices, no difference between humans, we are the same, we just want, we can change, we don't came to this world to be a hitman, praise God, do well and bring some alternative, this is the meaning of our life, Help the people to be free and independent, to have health, light, and doing right movement. Just yes, boy.